1: you are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Redskins podcast, your daily inside look at all things Washington Redskins. Ben Standing here. Thanks, as always, for you guys tuning in. If you want to hear any of our other podcasts, you can check us out on iTunes or Audio Boom anywhere you do your podcasting. You can also hit us up on Twitter at Locked Redskins, or I'm at Ben Standig, and of course I write for BreakingBurgundy.com, and uh, our guest today, you know where to find him, Mr. Nick Aschew with ESPN 980, co-hosts the DMV Game Time, 7 to 10, pretty much every night on, uh,
0: right? Whenever there's not a game, right, or you can- you know, something more important every once in a while, they bump us for. Yeah, well, you know that's I can't uh, control that. Whatever,
1: it, it happens. What what yeah. what what are you what are you going to do? And of course, Nick is on Twitter at Nick Ashew. There you go. All right, look. At, you see? said it with
0: a question mark. There's no question I, mark in it. Don't we, Ron Burgundy?
1: You know, Tony, me the the Twitter addresses are very much like the phone numbers for me now. I because like you know when you start to type <laughs> it in, course. it just fills it in. Or I do
0: birthdays. Facebook, oh, and Facebook just tells let me that you too. Have everybody's birthday right there, so I don't know until your birthday actually shows up that day. So <laughs> whenever your birthday is, Ben, I don't know, but I will post on your wall when it's your birthday. I promise.
1: Well, I, I, I appreciate that. Um, all right, so, so Nick, here's what I'm thinking today. Look, obviously, there's a, it's a big Redskins week. Once again, uh, they've got the Bears on Saturday. There's a lot to talk about. With that, there's a lot of moves that have already happened this week. They cut Richard Ross. They pit, they moved Deshaun Phillips back to the roster. I wrote about on Breaking Burgundy about Sua Cravens moving to safety last year, and we'll I'll talk about that on a, on a different podcast to varying degrees. But I want to talk bigger picture here right now because one thing that's sort of fascinating is we've been talking about the playoffs, the playoffs, the playoffs. Not to sound like Mora there, but yeah, it's too easy. Don't even do it. <laughs> but at some point, perhaps. Could be as soon as Saturday afternoon if the Redskins lose this game. The season will be over, more or less, and we will be immediately looking to the future. Ooh, the post-mortem. It goes quick. I mean, you don't know. I remember last year thinking with the Green Bay game, you know, they're in the playoffs. They're going to beat Green Bay. What happens next? They lose, and immediately, (laughs) you know— It's over.
0: Do you expect anything else from this town, though? I mean, that that's the way that it goes. I mean, we're, we're breaking down, like, punter battles in training camp. That's just what D.C. does when it comes to the Redskins.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's part of the deal. But, I mean, it's just always an abrupt situation. The players, the next day, they pack up their stuff and they go off to their homes. And we don't see them, for the most part, for, you know, months at a time. So, that's. I want to go now because here's the thing I, I think we've talked a ton about the Kirk Cousins contract mm-hmm. um, I we've all talked a lot about the Deshaun Jackson versus Pierre Garcon uh, potential d- decision and I, I wrote a lot about that on Breaking Burgundy this week as well but I think the thing that we have not talked about yet is the potential power grab between Scott McLuhan and Jay Gruden and I say power grab on purpose I'm not saying that sort of to use put use words to fill in a sentence. I'm specifically saying we may have a situation where everything has been kumbaya seemingly to this point. And I for far as I can tell, they get along and have a good working relationship. Mm-hmm. But this is this is the big leagues. This is they don't mess around at this level. And if the Redskins were to not make the playoffs, whether they win these last two games and don't make the playoffs or goes the other way and they fade, you know, if they were to lose the last two, they'd be able to have lost five of six. I think there becomes a question is where is this franchise going and we've talked about this to varying degrees but I think it's an interesting topic that maybe has not gotten enough attention um I I don't want to keep talking over this but I guess uh, but I I do want to lay out a couple of the scenarios for each side here but what's your just general sense of this idea that am I I making up an idea no no no
0: no. I've been saying this all year I mean Jay Gruden is not Scott McLuhan's guy and general managers like to pick their own guys quarterbacks Coaches, they let the coaches usually pick their coaching staff. That's what you hope for anyway. But the roster, that's what the general manager's job is to do. And if the Redskins put themselves in a position where they regress at the end of the year, they've lost three or four right now heading into the game at Chicago, that's a team trending in the wrong direction. Last year was a surprise. At 9-7, and seven, you win the division. It was a bad division. We get it. We've beaten that horse to death at this point that it was a bad division. But you had... A position with Jay Gruden sort of proved temporarily to Scott McLuhan, hey, I can give us a winning team here. Give me some time. Watch me turn this team around. They started a trend in the right direction this year during that four-game win streak they had. Now it's three of four. You're on the outside of the playoffs, technically looking in. Yes, they still have a chance to get in there. If I'm Scott McLuhan and I watch this team fade down the stretch, I watch them not with the same intensity. I watch this team where maybe Kirk Cousins is is struggling compared to what it was just a few weeks ago, not even going to talk about last year. You watch a run game that's not balanced, a defense that's pathetic. Yes, Jay Gruden is going to put himself in a position where he'll be back after this season. I don't see Scott McLuhan saying, all right, this is it, I'm starting from scratch here, but you got to show me your next year. It's year four of a five-year contract for Jay Gruden next year. And coaches don't like to be lame ducks in the fifth year. So essentially next year is going to be the year for Jay Gruden to show whether it's more trending up or it's trending back down. But make no mistake about it. Scott McLuhan will absolutely at least in the back of his mind think, what do I need to do to turn this team around? Is it the coaching staff that I need to make a change for at some point? Because, hey, these aren't my guys anyway. They still have to prove themselves to me.
1: So, And, and I I wrote about this a few weeks ago. i assume it may be the case but there's already been i know with jacksonville uh making a change and whatever else is happening i i don't know if this is totally right so but i think it is only three gms in the league had were, had not picked the quarterback or yes. the coach. Yeah, we've talked
0: about this before. Yeah. I and think. McLuhan, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: and McLuhan is one of them. And I, yes. I don't think that can be denied simply just from a human ego standpoint. That's a big
0: deal. I think that's a very big deal. Right.
1: So, so there's that. But let's go with the Gruden side of this. All right. Look, the, the only reason the Redskins are in position to do anything right now is because of the offense, which mm-hmm. is Jay Gruden's side of the ball. He's in charge sure. of the whole team, but his expertise is on offense. Uh, last, last week's debacle against Carolina notwithstanding, this group has largely been... Impressive. Top and, three offense. And yeah. and even yeah. when they've lose Trent Williams for four games, when Jordan Reed's been in and out of the lineup to some degree, Deshaun misses a little bit of work. You have an undrafted rookie leading your backfield. All these things happening, it's largely still kept going. So you would have to think that Jay Gruden, to some degree, can't be looked at as like he he handled his part of the the deal and there's the coach, head coach's other stuff. But if I'm Jay Gruden, here's what I'm thinking. Hey, uh, you know. Scott hey I'm a Jm coming in to talk to you here here here's here's my thing uh, Scott you gave me a Crap
0: defense. Sorry. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean that nicely. No offense to the, the to the guys in the front seven. But I don't
0: think anybody has looked at it. Ziggy Hood's got a nice name,
1: okay? Yeah. He's a very nice man. He's also a very big man. So I mean no disrespect <laughs> to anybody. They're all legitimate NFL players, but there's not as many frontline guys, especially on the defensive line. And, you know, we, there's some questions perhaps inside linebacker. There's a lot of questions about safety, which is why the Cravens move makes a lot of sense and so on. So if I'm Jay Gruden, here's what I'm saying. Okay, look, I get... I'm technically going into, you could say, my last year because by the time you get to the fifth year, it's unlikely I'm playing that out. You are either going to give me an extension at that point or you're going to let me go. But here's the thing, uh, Scott. I want more control now because if I don't get more control now and you give me another hodgepodge of a defense because you are drafting and signing players for the big picture, for the future, which I get. My future. No offense, this is no pun, uh, Scott. My future is now. Bruce <laughs> Allen's probably sitting in the room listening to this. Bruce Allen, a Jay, Jay Gruden guy.
0: You've got this all thought out. I mean, you got like the the whole meeting set. Who's in there? Who's not? Do you know what outfits they're going to wear too? Like, is it going to be casual, business casual, full on suits? No, nah, it's a lot of red. Okay. That's
1: a lot of Redskins gear. Okay, I think that would make sense. mcluhan has got some like Redskins camouflage going. Gruden on. will
0: definitely have a hat on. There's no question. A Redskins hat. I think that, yeah, I could see him with that and maybe like a Redskins t-shirt. I could see like
1: Bruce, maybe he's got the Redskins. You're like, he either just went or he's going to the golf course, depending <laughs> on the temperature <laughs> up. Um, so, you know, again, if I'm Gruden, I'm like, okay, that's this is all great. I get what you're saying. We need to do better. But I need more control because I can't afford to have we come into another offseason where we have all these holes. And by the way, here's another thing. If you're even thinking about not bringing back Kirk Cousins, well, we have a big problem. Because, because guess what? If you want to go with whatever theory you want, maybe it's a good theory for the big picture for this franchise of going with Colt McCoy but building up your team elsewhere and drafting a first-round pick, quarterback, or whatever. Hey, I don't have time for that because you're going to put me into a spot where I'm likely not going to be as good as I was this year because of that. So I want an extension or I want more power
0: or we have a problem. If you do that and you're Scott McLuhan, you then have to give Jay Gruden an extension because you're saying we're setting the clock back a little bit to then move forward long-term if we're going with Colt McCoy and we let Cousins go because we don't want to pay the money. You can't expect Jay Gruden to turn this into a playoff team. Look, Colt McCoy, nice guy, great backup quarterback, one of the best backup quarterbacks in the NFL. You're not winning a division with Colt McCoy as your starting quarterback. If that was the case, it would have happened by some team by now with Colt McCoy out there. It's just not the case. So if they try to go down that road and Scott McLuhan wants to look at this, because I think people forget, Ben, this is still a team that's in a five-year rebuild plan. Like, the expectations for the Redskins skyrocketed after a surprise season last year. No one had them winning nine games no one had them winning the division no one had them winning the division winning 9 games together as well the odds on that were pretty low so you're looking at a team right now that had expectations jump about a year or two ahead of schedule so how do you then gauge the rest of this season if this team misses the playoffs let's say they're 8-7 and 1 is it a failure is the team better? I still maintain that this team can miss the playoffs and be better than what they were last year. I still think they are a better team than what they were last year. But the question is is how does Scott McLuhan view that and how does he see the job that Jay Gruden has done?
1: But I also think it comes down to what does the organization as a, as a whole think? I mean, we have largely gone this year without talking about ownership. And you know, for yeah. the most part, as far as we know from the outside, mm-hmm. the ownership has let things play out starting from the moment basically a year ago when they said that when they when Kirk Cousins took over as the quarterback. For the most part, it feels like that's happened. Now, maybe you could argue that Kirk Cousins' contract situation, there's been, obviously, look, if you're sure. paying that kind of money, they're involved. But that way went my only question. Does, if, if Scott McLuhan, like the, the story I had, I hate talking about my own work because it sounds so obnoxious, but the story I had well, is my pinned I'm tweet. Used to do it with you, so. Wow. That's a, that's just <laughs> hurtful. The story I had is my pinned tweet on Twitter forever until literally today. Um, was about how I wrote how back in week week two at zero and two mm. like why didn't Scott McLuhan address their needs because he wasn't trying yes because the yes. point is he's viewing but, it from a bigger picture and honestly standpoint.
0: not not to just pat you on the back more but I, I totally will because I make fun of you enough so I should be nice too uh, you were one of the only people saying that I remember I I, I will say this I'll toot my own horn, horn a little bit and said that I said that before the season started that this is still a team that's in the rebuild process where. Scott McLuhan has a five-year plan laid out. The 9-7 and season last year doesn't mean that they speed it up. He still looks at the long-term, the pieces they want to fill, how they want to fill it, where they're going to allocate money depending on what offseason it is. But you're absolutely right. They have a long-term plan that isn't going to be rushed, sped up, or changed just because of a division title last year and a possible playoff berth again this year. So
1: before I get into the the idea of kind of – how far away they really are. Let me ask you this question mm-hmm. the, uh, Bruce Allen hears this conversation where Scott McLuhan, as you presented his case, and I presented a case for Jay Gruden, he thinks about it. Maybe he goes up the, down the hall to talk to uh, the people who sign all the checks, mm-hmm. and they have a conversation and they decide, look, it's one or the other because we've got Scott's five year plan, pretty interesting, but we get where Jay's coming from, and he wants to move forward now. We can't take him a step backwards now. Without giving him an extension, do we want to? So if you have to make that call, you've got to pick the GM or you've got to pick the coach. And, yes, I'm asking you first because okay. I, I, I'm i not sure. Uh, no. Uh, but you have to pick one. If it came down to that, and again, I don't necessarily think it is. They seem like they get along. But, again, this is the major leagues. People have their power grabs all the time. Who, what what do you do if you have to pick one? You're
0: going with the general manager because this is the best general manager this team has had in place since Charlie Casserly. It's that simple. Jay Gruden, I think, is a good coach. I don't th- think right now, from what I've seen, that he's a great
1: coach. We did a podcast last week in which we talked about the two rookie classes under McLuhan, in which there are some nice moves. J- Brandon Scherf was the same to a pro Bowl. Jamison Crowder. Mm-hmm. You also have... Josh Dodson, you have Preston Smith, my Jones. I gave rookie
0: classes three years you, before I truly You have Stephen Paya, you have, have David to. Bruton. Yes. You have a lot of t- – But of you course, have Will Compton, Mason Foster. Josh Norman. You've got guys. And, yeah, the Josh Norman thing was the right time to spend that kind of money on it. And you could argue, too, that uh, – I mean, I guess at some point we might see Junior Gallette play, and that could be a, a steal of a guy that comes on the roster cheap. But, look, the thing is, in the end here, if you do – Make a move. Like, let's say McLuhan does go down that road and says, I want my own coach in here. You've got to make sure that it's a guy that feels secure with his job because this team has had a lot of turnover at the coaching position for a long time. And it's going to be harder and harder to fill that spot with a credible, good, either up-and-comer or already winning coach because he's going to say, well, how long before you guys just give up on me and say, forget it, I'm moving on to someone else again. We've seen it so much. We've seen the clashes from guys in management to guys on the coaching staff for far too long. It's at a point now where if they decided to do that, you better make sure you've got a coach in mind and you've already had the conversation that says, we're making this move because we want you to be our guy. Or if you're McLuhan, I want you to be that guy. But if I had to make a choice, I'm going with McLuhan because I think McLuhan is a guy that has a... He has the ability to find talent in very random places. And he's got a... I like the way his plan is going. And this team is still better off, sadly enough, than what it's been for a very long time.
1: Uh, you're listening to the Locked On Redskins podcast. Ben Standing here along with uh, Nick Ashu from ESPN 980. Uh, let, let's stay with this for one more second. Let's, let's look at this from the Kirk Cousins perspective. Right. Kirk Cousins has, almost regardless of what happens these last two weeks, has been has had very has had very two very good seasons under Jay Gruden. He will have had at least one playoff appearance. What, what is he's now set the the, the yardage record. Two years in a row, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, he broke his own record. Right, so you know he's been very good. But even Mike Shanahan yesterday came out on the radio or on TV and said he thinks Jay Gr- uh, Kirk Cousins can win a Super Bowl in the right system. Then think the system seems to be working for him. If you were to, hypothetically, this is a
0: total hypothetical. Show, I'm I'm down for hypotheticals. I'll do it.
1: If if they were to make a move and Gr- you know decide to go off for Gruden, then the question I becomes and. What do you do with Cousins? This is also my question with the Deshaun and Pierre thing. The idea of letting one go is one thing, mm-hmm. but you can't let both go, no. I don't think,
0: if you're going to invest in Cousins. And not and also because we don't know what Doxson is going to bring to the table. If they had actually had a good rookie year from him, that's a lot easier. Now, you got to keep one of those guys because we don't know when or if Doxson's ever going to be healthy. And so to that point with the coaching,
1: again, if this were to happen, if you let Gruden go, do you then go out to the outside world and start over? Or do you then look at Sean McVay? Hypothetical? No
0: way. Not yet. McVay McVay would be the age of Lane Kiffin when he coached the Raiders. If I'm Sean McVay, I sit, I wait, I wait for the right job, and I get more experience. He can be an offensive coordinator for five more years and still be in his mid-30s. Take your time when it comes to that. But overall, look at this, and I know the hypotheticals, I do them all the time too. The biggest hypothetical to me, or the most important one, is what if they just decide to keep more continuity? That's really what I want with this organization. Just keep continuity with the coaches and with what's worked on the offense. Defensively, blow the whole damn thing up. I don't care. It's a terrible defense besides a very select few guys. But this team for so long has shaken things up so soon and has had no patience whatsoever. And I get it. You want to win. You're an organization that's had really bad years for a really long time and you want to fix things. But the only way that you can truly be a good organization in the NFL He's continuity. You have to have that. And you have to give things time to gel, pieces to come in place, build it in layers, and quite honestly, have yourself a position where your quarterback is in the same damn system every single year. Because you think that's helped Tom Brady just a little bit? Yes, he's a legendary, maybe greatest quarterback of all time. But you know what else helps him? Is that he's in the same system, and it's the same thing, and it's second nature to him. Jason Campbell would have liked that when he was here. Wouldn't have been Tom Brady, but I bet Jason Campbell would have been a little bit better if he had the same system for three or four straight years and not changing it every single year. Well, we'll
1: uh, we'll, we'll get into the Brady conversation some other day because I don't know if I totally (laughs) agree with that. But uh, but generally speaking, (laughs) I'm with you. I mean, it's Belichick. Everything falls under Belichick. Brady's been able to be part of that. I mean, even Peyton Manning when he was at Denver – they went, reverted back to what he had done previously, even though Gary Kubiak didn't really want that because it made him more comfortable. And we're talking about one of the best quarterbacks of mm-hmm. all time, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I think I, I think there's just so many layers to this because I really do think this is a conversation that's going to be started to be had by everybody at whatever point the Redskins are out. Especially, look, if they make the playoffs and win a game, then this conversation doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. At the point we're at right now, we're not sure they're making the playoffs. Yeah. And even if they get in, I don't think anybody's looking at that defense and thinking they're going to make just, a run. Just run it up the middle
0: over and over yeah. and over again. Exactly. Oh,
1: so I really do think it's a topic that's not getting a lot of attention right now that I think could in a couple of weeks. Um, and I think ultimately nothing changes. But I understand why things could. And if, like I said, if I'm Gruden, I would be like, hey, OK, we can. I'm down with continuity. But you either give me more control over what we're doing over here on this other side of the ball or you better go out and get me some guys. Mm-hmm. We can't just have this thing where you're drafting, you're planning for what it seems to look like in 2020. I got next year to figure this out and I can't and that, wait.
0: That, and that's a fair request. That's absolutely fair. Is that it? Yeah, I think it's fair. All right. What, so, what else did you want for me to say? I think no. it's fair as hell. No. <laughs> I mean, I, what, what else are you going to say besides that? If you're a coach, you, you're you're unless you've got like a 7 year deal you're thinking win now and by the Honestly, way unless you're Brett Brown on the Sixers then you know you've got like a 7 year plan it's funny know, I actually was going to bring that up earlier because he is
1: somebody <laughs> who keeps losing but they like what it, he what he's doing to help them They're at least, further well the,
0: he got to stay and Hinky didn't so it's like hey right. we'll get rid of the GM that had the whole process even though we knew what it was going to be but we'll keep the coach and i right, whatever and
1: i'm asking this and we're talking but if, if, if you tell me if we need to wrap up cuz you got stuff to do here um Let's just say, for argument's sake. I'm
0: done. I don't want to do this anymore.
1: Okay. Well, no. you've been listening to the. <laughs> um, let's just say, hypothetically, they Deshaun leaves. They keep Pierre Garcon. Mm-hmm. They re sign Chris Baker. Okay. Uh, everything else on offense relatively stays the same. Um, you know, on defense. you could
0: address some depth on the offensive line, I don't know if Laval is. As consistent as we had hoped, right?
1: But I mean, but in terms in terms of what you need to do at that point, so you, you, let's just look at it from a standpoint of you got you know three for, uh, a first, a second, and a third round pick, and two or three players in free agency. You're going to spend some reasonable money on first,
0: second, third round pick. I'm going defense, defense, defense. That's what I will tell you, right, without question. And I.
1: I think we all agreed that yeah. this year, and it didn't quite happen. So <laughs> I don't well,
0: want to see a single offensive player drafted until at least the fifth round for the Redskins. I mean, they
1: did go defense in the second and third, but it was a little bit different than we anticipated. Right. So let's just say, hypothetically, in, 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 in those draft picks, you get a defensive lineman, let's just say an inside linebacker, and even with Cravens moving to safety, you still mm-hmm. need another safety. Right. So let's right. just say you do that. If you then, in, in your bigger money ass, uh, moves in free agency, you go out and spend your biggest move on a defensive lineman. They still need some of that. You make another move. Maybe you decide
0: you have to get another receiver because you're not positive what to do with yeah. Dodson. I don't yeah. know if that's
1: the way to go. But, if but de, just well, say- if
0: Deshaun Jackson goes, too, you're going to want a guy that can spread the field a little bit more.
1: And also, look, I think there's a concern. Part of the Deshaun-Pierre conversation is involves Jordan Reed. Where is he at? Are you po- If you know Jordan Reed is back, that's one thing. He's got so many injuries, he's one concussion away, maybe, from being done. I'll so- tell
0: you what, Ben, honestly, when he had his last concussion this year, I said I don't think he's going to make it his Length, the length of his deal, I just don't see how he's had six concussions since college. He's had so many injuries already this early on in his career. He's going to be one of those guys that's going to end up missing out on so many great years in the NFL, just specifically because of injuries. And it's a shame. And I hope I'm wrong. I really do. But I mean, all the signs are there for one of those guys of wasted potential because of injuries. Yeah. No. I. 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 I obviously, I hope so. But again, that ties in with the whole.
1: If you take too many things away from Cousins and you're not sure where he's at. I know. But anyway, even if you draft these three picks and you sign these three players, we know it doesn't always mean they're all going to hit. If they get lucky enough, though, of these six hypothetical players I'm making out, four of them are notable contributors next year. And they keep the general core of the team otherwise, which I think they can based on, on kind of where they're at. Is that enough for both guys to be happy, for Jay Gruden to say, you gave me help now, and for McLuhan to say, because the can do have some extra picks this year, for McLuhan to say, hey, we're still building towards the future. Is it possible that there is a little bit of a space there where both of them can be happy, or, sure. or is that just a pipe yeah. dream?
0: No, no, I don't, think it's, I don't think it's a crazy thing at all. I We've seen enough now to get the impression that McLuhan is at least convinced that Jay Gruden is capable, he may not look at him right now and say, this is a coach that's going to win me a Super Bowl, but he's a coach that has helped make this team better. You've got to give some credit to this coaching staff, at least some of them. I don't know how much Barry gets on defense, but he's become the pinata all year. So it's, at this point, it is it is what it is in that conversation. But yeah, if they're, if they're, look, it's all about the team just trending upward. If you see improvement and you see a change in attitude, a change in the way this team plays this team improving the issues that they've had before, that's what you really need. And if they can do that, it'll make all the difference in the world.
1: Nick, you the man. I know we got to get going here because you've got an actual uh, radio show to do. Uh, you guys know where to find Nick on ESPN 980, typically 7 to 10 DMV game time on Twitter at Nick Ashew. And, uh, I'm sure at a local gym near you because <laughs> Nick, Nick is a very fit young man. Um, that's it for me. Uh, appreciate you guys listening as always. Remember, you can find us on iTunes, Audio Boom, or anywhere else you do your podcasting. And and take a look at our work, or my work for the most part, on BreakingBurgundy.com. Until next time, Ben Standick signing off. See you. the list.